The following recording is a presentation of the Berean Baptist Church of Rohnert Park, California, and of Pastor Val Mark Smith. We are an independent Baptist congregation committed to the accurate presentation of the historical doctrines of the faith. We welcome your visit to our services anytime here in the Rohnert Park area. I decided that this evening uh, I would gear this message towards children. And I don't know if that's something that I've ever done any time in my ministry. I've been teaching the Word of God for 42 years, and believe it or not, I have never in all of that time taught a children's class. And I find that children are a much, much tougher audience for me than adults are. But I'm going to try this anyway, and I I wonder how, how you do things like this. How do you break down doctrines like the incarnation and the eternal covenant between the Father and the Son, inspiration of Scripture, justification by faith alone, uh, penal substitution, eternal punishment, the atonement, propitiation. How do you make that clear to children? And I have to applaud Sunday school teachers and our Pioneer Club workers because they do that every single week that they have to take these great doctrines of the Word of God and make those things so that children can understand them. But as I look at that, I realize that um, these really aren't adult doctrines, are they? That we can teach these to children because with the leadership of the Holy Spirit, the gospel of Jesus Christ is a very simple concept for us to understand. Now, admittedly, there is a great deal of difficulty in the doctrines that lie behind it, but this message of Jesus Christ, that he came into the world to save us from our sins, is one that even children can understand and they can learn to be saved. Well, Christmas is, of course, a lot more fun with children, and we do have children in this congregation tonight. So I'm going to speak to children, and you adults, you can pretend that you're children and The message, uh, I'm sure, will not be over your head or anything like that tonight. Now, what I want to talk to you about, of course, is the birth of Jesus. I want to speak to you about the announcement of his birth. Uh, Whenever a baby is born, there is always an announcement that's given. Uh, It's usually accompanied by announcement. And in the book of Luke, we find the announcement of Jesus' birth. This is in Luke chapter 2, and let me read a few verses for you until we get to that announcement that's made. Uh, Luke 2, verse number 1, And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, everyone unto his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David." to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. And here is the birth announcement. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. 
And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. How many of you have ever seen a birth announcement? Just a few of you? You haven't seen a birth announcement? I, I have here a birth announcement of our first little girl uh, when she was born many years ago. Uh, my wife and I had these printed up when our first daughter was born, and we made sure that all of our friends and relatives got a copy of this because we were very proud of the fact that we had had our first child. Now, today we send out birth announcements like this. Uh, sometimes we call people on the telephone to let them know, but for the children here, for you, that's probably kind of outdated, so we text people, and we uh, post it on Facebook, or we tweet about it, but some way we want people to know that a baby has been born because we're proud of that fact. Sometimes in your neighborhood, you might notice that there are balloons that are pink or blue balloons that are tied to a mailbox, or maybe there's a sign in the yard that says it is a boy or it's a girl, and that's because parents are as proud as they can be when they are privileged, when they've been blessed by God to be able to give birth to a child, and so naturally they want everybody to know. Well, when Jesus was born, I don't have any doubt that his parents were very proud of it, especially in those days when a firstborn child was a male, they were very happy about that because they were guaranteed at that point, at least they thought that the uh, family would continue on, there would be another generation of that family, family name would be kept up. And so I'm sure that Mary and Joseph were very proud of their baby, but they were not the ones who made the announcement of his birth. Instead, there was an announcement made that was unlike any other birth announcement that's ever been made in all the history of the world. And that's because there was someone else who was very proud of this birth, and that was the real father of Jesus. That is God. God was proud of Jesus Christ being born, and just like any other father would be, he wanted to make an announcement. Only this announcement is one that he wanted the whole world to know. Now, we're limited to a scope of our friends, perhaps, and, well, maybe Facebook, reaches around the world today. But God wanted to make sure that all people would know that Jesus was born, and so he made this great announcement. He, he sent angels to the hills that were surrounding Bethlehem in the area of Judea, and they appeared in the night sky, in a very dark night sky, and they lit it up with the glory of God. And they began to shout it out, the news that a Savior had been born, that Jesus had come into the world. Well, there are many things that we can talk about when we speak of the birth of Christ. Uh, Usually at Christmas time, what I try to do in our uh, Christmas services is try to bring out some special aspect of Christmas, and we switch things up from year to year. Well, as I think about the announcement of Jesus' birth, I think there are three particular areas that we can talk about, that uh, the angels brought a message, an announcement that the Savior had come. Now, the first thing I think that we could look at and say that they announced, they announced that he is a person. Now, I don't think I've ever heard of a birth announcement where anybody had to write it on the announcement. Well, this baby is born, and this baby is a person. We, we normally wouldn't have to do that. 
But this is a very unusual baby because this baby's father, his real father, is God. His father is God. And so somebody's going to have to tell us when this baby is born, is he God or is he man? Which is he? And it turns out that he was both, that he was both God and man. Now, each of you were at one time a little baby, and when you were born, you were not any less a person then than you are right now. You've always been a person. And when Jesus was born, he was a person, and all through his life, he was still a person. And yet we find in the Word of God that Jesus said himself that he was God. And so that means that Jesus was God even when he was a baby lying in the manger. He was a real person, a human baby, but also God. He grew up just like babies do. He was taught by his parents. He was taught by his teachers. But there's a big difference between Jesus and you and Jesus and me. And the difference between us is that Jesus never did anything wrong. He never gave the wrong answer to a question. He was never punished for anything that he did wrong, unless maybe by mistake, maybe his brothers and sisters did something and they blamed it on him, and maybe then he might have been punished. I can't imagine what it would be like to be in a family where my brother was perfect. That's a hard life to live, I'm telling you. But Jesus was absolutely perfect. He never got spanked. And I know that's a hard theological concept for some of you children to understand because you don't have any idea what that is. But he never got spanked. So maybe to relate to you a little bit better, I can say he never sat in a corner. Jesus never had a time out. Jesus never had to go to detention at school. And that's because he was always perfect. He's a child that never disappointed his parents in any way, absolutely perfect, no mistakes. And the angels knew that when Jesus was born. They knew what kind of child that he would be, what kind of person he would be. Uh, The Bible had told many years before that he was coming, and the Bible described him as someone who was holy. That means that he's perfect and he's pure. And the angels knew this because they'd been with Jesus in heaven for since they had been created. All the way back at the very beginning, the angels were there when, uh, 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 they were there with Jesus when they were created. And they knew what Jesus was. He was perfectly pure and holy. And he became someone who's worthy for us to model our lives after. Now, I'll just ask you a question. How many of you would like to be like Jesus? This is an unresponsive crowd. You guys are sinners, and I need to talk to you tonight very seriously. So when we're done with this part of the message, we're going to get to adults and explain to you the real issues here. Uh, but we are, we're sinners, aren't we? And we do want to be like Jesus. And if you want to be like Jesus, that's a wonderful thing. But the only thing is there's a big problem here. The problem is you can't be like Jesus. I mean, he's a good person to pattern your life after, but you actually can't be like him because you can never be as good as he was. See, the angels came and they announced the birth of a perfect person. Now, the next thing that the angels did was to announce the place where he was born. Now, on this little card that tells about my daughter's birth, it tells us here that she was born in the Central Baptist Hospital in Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, There's information here. 
Uh, the hospital gave her a birth certificate, or that came from the state. I think that's probably who it comes from. But the hospital gave her a, a certificate as well, and those were the records of her birth. Well, when the angels announced that Jesus was where, uh, when Jesus was born, they announced the place where he would be born. And they knew that he would be born in Bethlehem because for hundreds of years before that time, uh, God gave prophets, people who are able to tell the future, he gave the prophets the information about where Jesus would be born. Now, in the Old Testament, the prophet Micah said, But thou, Bethlehem, Ephratah, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me, that is to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth have been from old, from everlasting. Now, for all of those years before Jesus was born, people knew the exact place that it would happen. Now, when my wife became pregnant, it was nine months before our baby was born, and we thought that we might know where we were going to be. We had a pretty good idea where we were supposed to be, but we didn't know absolutely for sure where we would be at the end of that nine months to know where the baby would be born. Well, when Mary found out that she was having a baby, she and Joseph were about 70 or 80 miles away from where Jesus was supposed to be born. And that was a long distance to travel in those times. You had to travel by a donkey, you had to walk, and so it was a long distance and really a long trip if you're about to have a baby. But the Bible had already said that Jesus would be born in Bethlehem, and that was a long way from where they were, and so that meant that Mary and Joseph would have to travel that distance, regardless of the difficulty in her condition. And they packed up their suitcases and threw them on the donkey, and they took off towards Bethlehem, and God worked it out that when they arrived there, they got into Bethlehem at the exact time that Mary was ready to be delivered of the child. And that was important. It's very important because it proved that Jesus was God's son, that everything that was written in the Bible about him beforehand was true. It's in the record. In Matthew it says, Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by of the Lord by the prophet saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. And when the angels announced the place, they announced it was a unique birth because there was no one else who could rightfully claim that they were the son of God. Now, do you think that that would be convincing evidence? If you had something that was written that you could read that would tell you even hundreds of years before it actually happened, that this birth would happen in the place that God said it would. Do you think that you could believe God if he gave you information like that? You know, I think that I could believe God. Of course we can believe God because he showed that he was telling the truth. And we can believe everything that God says because God always tells the truth. Peter gave the reason that prophets could tell the truth. He said, for the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. And that tells us that the Bible is God's word. And so everything that the Bible says is true. The words that we sang tonight, those are true words because those are words that are also spoken in the Bible. And they're words that the angels said that we can read in the record of the Bible. And so when the angels announced that Jesus would be born, they announced what the Bible said. 
and Jesus was born exactly where they said he would be born. Now, let me give you one last thing about this announcement. When the angels came, they also announced the plan for Jesus' life. And this is actually the most important part of the announcement. The announcement was about a person, and it was about a place, but it was also about a plan. When God sent his son into the world, he sent him with a plan. Now, have you ever heard somebody say, we're having a baby, but we didn't plan it? Sometimes babies come as a surprise. We don't plan these things out. Now, when our first little girl was born, my wife and I knew that someday we would have a baby. We, we planned that someday we would have a baby, but not this particular time when she came. But when Jesus was born, there was definitely a plan. There was a plan for his birth that went all the way back before the world was ever created. And then when God created the world, he created the first people, that was Adam and Eve, and he actually told Adam and Eve about this plan. You can find it in the book of Genesis. The the plan about what Jesus would do is all the way back there in the Garden of Eden when God created Adam and Eve. Now, when our daughter was born, we had no idea what what she would do. And when she was growing up, she wanted to be an FBI agent. And she was serious about that. And so she started studying for that. She started preparing herself for that. But plans change. And instead of becoming an FBI agent, she became an attorney. And now things have changed again because, as I mentioned on Sunday night, she has these 14 kids that she has to take around. And really not that many. But she has a lot of kids. And um, she decided that what God wanted her to do was to be a stay-at-home mom. And so her plans changed. Well, none of us know exactly what we're going to do, but it was never that way with Jesus. And the reason is God's plans never change. God is a God who does not change. And so as soon as Jesus was old enough, he knew what the plan for his life would be. All of it was planned. And when the angels announced the birth, they announced the plan. The angels said, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. There's our plan. Before Jesus was born, the angel spoke to Mary. And the angel said, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great. He shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. There's a plan there. The angel told Joseph when he was born. The angel of the Lord appeared unto him a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife. For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus... And here's the plan, for he shall save his people from their sins. This is the plan, that Jesus would be a king and that Jesus would be our savior. Now, I want you to think back for just a minute about what I said a moment ago. Remember that I said that Jesus is someone that we can pattern our lives after? And I asked you if you wanted to be like Jesus, and then I said you can't be like Jesus, and That's because he's perfect and we do things that are wrong. 
Well, Jesus knows that you can't do everything right, but he still wants you to be like him. Jesus did everything perfectly, and what he did was he actually earned goodness. He earned goodness by doing everything that his heavenly Father told him to do. Now, because you have done things that are wrong, the Bible says that after you die, you must meet God, and you will be punished for the things that you do wrong. But what if Jesus could give you his goodness? What if Jesus could give you that perfect goodness so that you would never have to be punished? You think that'd be a good deal? I think that'd be a good deal. If Jesus could give me his goodness and I would never have to be punished, then I would believe everything that he says because I want his goodness. Well, the question is, how can I receive that goodness? Well, that's also a part of God's plan. And when the angels announced the birth of Jesus, they said he would be the Savior, and they knew what that meant. They knew that somehow Jesus would have to satisfy God for all the bad things that people do. Jesus would have to take our punishment. Now, if your mom or your dad saw you do something wrong, and instead of punishing you, they punished your brother or your sister they would be the ones that take the punishment that you deserve. And so you wouldn't be punished because they were punished. And that is exactly what Jesus did. He was great enough to take the punishment of billions of people all over the world. All of the bad things that they've done, he was great enough to take all of that punishment so that billions of people would not have to be punished. And God is satisfied that the proper punishment has been given. Jesus was born as a baby. He grew up to be a man in order that he might go to the cross. And the cross is where Jesus satisfied God for all the sins of the people who would believe in him. And so the way that you are forgiven of the wrong things that you do is this. You believe in Jesus. You must believe that Jesus took your punishment for you that Jesus can give you his goodness in the place of all of those bad things that you've done. So the announcement of Jesus' birth contains some very important news. The angels announced that Jesus was a person of perfect character. They announced the place where he would be born. They announced the plan of Jesus' life. He said he would be the savior of everyone who believes in him. Now that's too much information to put on a little card. And so what God decided to do was to write all of that across the sky. And that's why he had the angels come. And he opened up heaven and the glory of heaven so we could see the brightness of his glory and receive this wonderful announcement that the angels brought to the shepherds on that dark night. And in turn, that message would be passed on from person to person throughout the years so that all people can know that Jesus came to save us from our sins. You see, every time that we come to church, not just on Christmas, but every time that we come to church and we take out the Bible and we preach a message from the Bible and we sing the songs that we sing, we are announcing again what Jesus came to do. We're announcing that Jesus was born, that he came into the world, he lived here, and he died here, and he arose again that we might be saved. Now, there just happens to be a verse in the Bible that tells us this good news, and most of you know it. 
The Bible says that the gospel of Jesus Christ, the gospel is the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And that word gospel means good news. And there's this verse that I think just about everybody knows that announces that good news. That verse is John 3.16. Now, can all of you say that with me? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's the announcement. That's the good news about Jesus. That one verse tells you essentially everything that I've told you tonight. That was good news. And this is what God wants each of us to do. He wants us to continue to announce the good news about Jesus. That's one of the main things that he leaves us in the world to do as believers in him is to go out and tell everybody what Jesus has done. And so the angels came and they announced the birth of a baby. Jesus was born and Jesus died for our sins. And if you believe that, then someday you'll be able to go to heaven to see Jesus and that's the only way that you ever will. You must believe the announcement that was made by the angels. Would you pray with me? Father, we thank you for Jesus Christ. We thank you for that night so long ago when the angels appeared in the sky and they announced it to the shepherds that a Savior was born, a King is born, the one who would save us from our sins had come into the world. And Lord, we look back on that now, uh, 2,000 years ago, and our hearts can't do anything but rejoice. We can't do anything but praise you. There must be joy in our hearts that a baby was born. And we're so happy, Lord, that people have come out tonight to sing about this, to enjoy it, to exalt your name because of this one who came to save us from our sins. And I earnestly do pray, Lord, that if there's anyone here tonight who has not received the message that we've just told and believe that Jesus died for them, that you would open up their heart, that they would understand this message even at this very moment. And Lord, it would be the best Christmas they could ever have. Thank you again for Jesus Christ. In his name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this presentation of the Berean Baptist Church of Roanoke Park, California. If you would like further information about our church, please feel free to call us at area code 707-584-7275 or write to us at Berean Baptist Church, 6298 Country Club Drive, Rohnert Park, California, 94928. Additionally, you may visit us on the World Wide Web at www.bebaptist.org.